In today's episode, we are going to be talking about booking clients because we know if we're not getting clients, we're not getting money into our business. And at that point, we don't actually have a business. We have a very expensive hobby. So let's unpack some of the places where are best to go to if you're looking for your first clients in 2024. This episode is going to be ideal for those of you that are perhaps are lacking in confidence or you might be lacking in experience and feel like you are, you are not in the position or you're not good enough to be booking your first client yet. And I am going to hopefully change your mind in today's episode. Before diving into today's episode, I want to thank the season sponsor, Riverside. It's no secret running an online business isn't easy, which is why any software that can help speed up my workflow is a huge win in my books. Riverside is your all-in-one podcast and video platform where you can produce studio quality recordings and lightning fast edits wherever you and your guests are. I was actually first introduced to Riverside by one of my social media management clients and it was an immediate game changer for creating content around their business. The AI magic clips meant I had countless instant videos to repurpose across all their social channels and the instant episode transcripts meant that I could go a step further making dozens of graphic carousels and writing captions all based around one podcast episode. In a world where it feels like we need to be constantly producing new content every day, Riverside makes it easier to do just that without sacrificing the quality. I've personally been using Riverside to record and edit my podcast for the past few months and I'm excited to share my exclusive discount code with you today. Use the code DISHINGUPDIGITAL to save and check out the link in the show notes below. I usually do an episode like this or a YouTube video like this every year because I think it's really nice to reflect on what's worked in my journey, but also what's working in the market at the moment. What are people actively doing at the moment? What are the steps they're taking to successfully book more clients? So we're going to unpack this today. It's going to be a goodie. In case you missed following me on Instagram this week or this past week, I've also done a free three-part training on how to price your services. And I feel like this pairs really nicely with today's episode. If you were sitting here like, cool, okay, I know where to find clients now, Alan, but what do I say when I find them? How do I put together my packages, my services? What do I charge? If you have any of those questions, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes below to the replays of all of the live sessions. You just need to sign up, put your email address in, and then you can go through and binge all three lessons. There also may or may not be a super sneaky discount and bonus deal for those of you who have been interested in signing up for the Dishing Up Digital School. So definitely go check that one out after listening to today's episode. I really want to start by diving in to changing your mindset a little bit when it comes to finding clients because often the conversation I have with new social media managers is this panic of where do I find clients like like there are these magical theories these mythical creatures that are so difficult to find and I really want to change that story or that narrative that's happening inside your head because the truth is is that there are clients everywhere And I don't mean to sound like sarcastic or like, you know, preaching from my high horse when I say that, because it's the truth. And I can say this with such confidence that there are clients everywhere in the world. There are clients out there waiting for you because I've seen it happen so many times throughout my own journey, throughout so many of my students' journeys as social media managers. I've had situations where a client has unexpectedly ended a contract and I'm like, oh my gosh, panic, what's going to happen now? And then a client just kind of falls out of thin air, like something just appears. And that is because there 
there is such an abundance of businesses out there who need social media managers. Whatever platform you are wanting to specialize in there, there are businesses out there who need your services. And that's exactly why I I do this podcast, why I coach other social media managers. A lot of people find it kind of odd because they're like, aren't you creating like competition for yourself? Like you're creating competitors in the industry. And I'm like, yeah, but there's room for all of us. There's room for all of us to thrive. And I think my program, the Dishing of Digital School, is just evidence of that because we have, you know, I'm thinking of Olivia, one of our students who joined two months ago, already booked her first paying client. And I was catching up with her. She's also from New Zealand. So I got to meet her in person, which was very cool. And we were catching up and she's got a whole multi-month plan on how she's going to quit her job by the end of the year. And I love it. And that's someone who's just discovered this space, who's just entered the world of social media management. I also think it's important to point out here that even in more difficult economic times or when things are a bit topsy-turvy maybe things aren't all you know double thumbs up in the, in the world of business and the economy there are still businesses spending money there are still businesses spending massive amounts of money and there are businesses that actually really thrive under these economic situations so if anybody is listening to this podcast because they have lost a client recently I just want to say, girl, I've been there. I've been there. I have walked that path. It's not a nice path to be on, but trust me, you'll come out the other side of it. And just because you've had a client who's been struggling at the moment, who might've shut down their business or have just, you know, cut down on expenses, that doesn't mean that every single other business out there is going through the same thing. There are people thriving. You might just have to work a little bit harder to find them, unfortunately, (laughs) or a little bit harder than you have in the past. And that's what I really want to unpack today. How How do we find these clients? And specifically for those who are very early on in their journey, how do you find your first few clients? How do you begin that journey from being zero experience or zero clients through to becoming a booked out social media manager? Now, the first very important thing to point out here is if you are listening to this episode, I want to make sure that you are being proactive in your journey to finding clients. I say this all the time, forgive me if you're a regular listener because I will sound like a broken record, but I say this all the time because it is important and everyone needs to be reminded of it. When you are in your early stages of starting your social media management business, you have to get out there. You cannot sit around waiting for your clients to show up. I know I've kind of just said earlier, you know, I lost a client and then one just fell out of the sky. We love that (laughs) and we love that energy, but nine times out of 10, You need to be proactive. You need to be putting yourself out there. You need to be going after your clients. And this is exactly why the way that I structure my teaching when I'm working with other social media managers, when I'm helping them start their business, I show you how to get started with cold pitching and working with your first few clients before we even think about things like making an Instagram page or making a website. Because I honestly believe those are just procrastination tools that a lot of people will use to just waste time or hide behind their limiting beliefs or they feel scared about working with a client so they just bury themselves and work on their branding and their logo and their website. And that's not to say these things aren't important. They definitely are. I think they're an essential step in in scaling your business. But when it comes to starting your business, it's more about the cold pitching. It's more about going out after your clients. Reflecting on my own journey, I did not have a website. I did not have an Instagram page. When my first client wanted to start sharing some of the content I'd created for them, because I did a little like content Instagram makeover package, 
they were like, what's your business Instagram handle? Or what's your business name? So I can tag you or shout you out. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's my business name? <laughs> and I literally came up with it that afternoon. And you know, that's where Dishing Up Digital came from. It was from scrap pieces of paper, sitting at my desk at my nine to five job and just writing down keywords and jumbling them together and trying to come up with a company name because of that person's message. And that is where I feel I have been really successful in my journey, not just as a social media manager, but a business owner. Uh, I throw myself in there, even if I don't have it all figured out, right? I just launch into it. And I think that's also where a lot of people get stuck in this dilemma of, oh, where do I find clients? Or how do I book my first client? How do I book more clients? Is they're actually, they're the ones getting in their own way of this process. If you are someone who is a notorious course shopper, like you're constantly buying courses and you're just wanting to upskill and level up and learn more, like you need to let a little bit of that go. Like you need to let some of that perfectionism go and get comfortable with taking a little bit of messy action when it comes to booking more clients and trust that you can work things out as you go. One of my students that comes to mind because I was just putting her um, testimonial up on my Instagram page the other day was Dominique. She is someone who I just, every time I read her like little testimonial comment, it makes, makes me laugh because she booked her first client and was like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? And was like, wait, I need a contract. And so she had to like skip ahead in the modules in the Dishing Up Digital School to find out how to create a contract and, and use all our information there. But she really loved that from the program in the end because it was, you know, me being really pushy and getting my students to get out there that meant that she just kind of just stumbled into this first client, right? That she had this client before she was ready, but she figured it out when it happened, right? And everything works out. <laughs> everything works out. I know you're sitting there stressing and you're thinking about the what ifs now, but trust yourself, trust your future self that you'll be able to fix any problems, you'll be able to solve any dilemmas that pop up. So I wanna run through the two strategies that I use to book out my services as a new social media manager. And then I'm gonna run through some of the more recent strategies that my new students are using, because I feel like that's really nice to add in here. So you guys can get like more of an up-to-date idea of what people might be doing, because sometimes I look at me building my business and I'm like, girl, that was four years ago. <laughs> like That was actually a while ago. So we're gonna talk a little about, about me and then I'm gonna bring in and some more current 2024 things that you could be doing. So first up, I want to talk about cold pitching. I receive a lot of cold pitches as a business owner and a lot of them do go in the trash. However, there is the odd one that gets me. I talked about this in our Pricing Unlocked training, but I hired a copywriter for the first time ever recently and it came via a cold pitch. Now, this was someone that I was familiar with. We'd done a group coaching program together. They were like another one of the students of a program I was in, but it was also definitely a case of her pitch landed in my inbox at the right time. I had the budget. I was looking for something new to invest in in my business. And it was just a personal, relatable, really nicely presented pitch, nothing fancy. And one of the key things I talked about in that training was how you've got to sell the transformation when it comes to these cold pitches. Like you've got to sell the outcome or the benefit of hiring you as a social media manager. And one of the things this copywriter had was a little note around how, you know, results they'd had for past clients. 
And that kind of email, number one, it was like personal and just, you know, it wasn't written by ChatGPT. It had my name spelled correctly. It just, it felt like a real human. It wasn't super scammy or like, I call them like the Facebook ad bros. You know, those guys who are like, I'm going to help you build an agency and 5X your revenue and blah, blah, blah. And they're like really like cringy. Like I get a lot of pictures like this. This was just like a genuine person who was like, hey, let me help you with this. This is my pitch. This is my offer. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because I want to indicate to you that cold pitching still works. If that person hadn't sent that email, I never would have thought about hiring them. I didn't even really understand or know that they had that kind of offer that I was looking for. A really, really specific thing that solved a problem in my business. And I was like, yes, I need that. I follow her on Instagram. I hadn't seen her promoting that, right? And you know, that could be a case of them not doing the Instagram marketing right. Maybe they need to come see me next. <laughs> but it could also just be a case of, you know, that's the algorithm or, you know, we don't always soak up things when we're scrolling through our feed. Sometimes it is a case of like, we need that direct email. And if I were to start my business all again from scratch tomorrow, cold pitching for me would still be an essential part of it. I would still be sending those emails. However, I really understand now as a business owner, like that cold pitch has to be written really well. So you want to experiment and, you know, change up the text and, and see how many responses you get from it. Maybe change it up again. You want to have a strong PDF attached to that. You want to have a strong set of services at a good price and have a really good deal for them. But the point to me is, is it does work. It does help you convert clients. It is a little bit of a numbers game though. So you've got to make sure that you're sending off a lot of cold pitches. It's not just you send five and you book a client. Like some of my students are sending upwards of a hundred cold pitches. The other strategy I use similarly was like pitching into Facebook groups, finding local Facebook groups for women in business. I would either put my own posts up and make them really juicy and attractive with before and afters, transformations, again, sell the transformations, <laughs> and showing people how I could make over their Instagram pages and make them look really aesthetic and beautiful and, you know, my services, some testimonials, hooking people in that way, but also just using these Facebook groups as almost like a yellow pages. I don't know if that was the thing outside of New Zealand. Yellow Pages was like old school phone books. I think they still do them, but like, you know, like paper phone books that your parents used to use, like back in the day day, you couldn't look up someone's number or, you know, you would look people up in the Yellow Pages in the phone book and find people's numbers, contact numbers. And for me, I used Facebook groups like that. Like I would go through, I'd comb through comments. I would find posts where maybe people were talking about problems they were having with Instagram or they were introducing their business. And I would then find their website, then find their contact email and then send a pitch to them. So using it as a little bit of a, a catalog and a fast way to find businesses who are actively talking about social media is a great thing. The other thing I did in Facebook groups, which I, I know is slightly sneaky, but... I'm going to I'm going to go with the argument that this <laughs> that social media manager didn't have the capacity for all those clients so you know it was okay that I took one or two but basically what I was doing was other social media managers would be posting in Facebook groups and I would look for the ones that were getting lots of comments and being really popular or even like boutique agencies posting in these Facebook groups and they'd have like 30 plus comments I'd be like this person isn't going to take on all of these clients. Why don't I just message a couple? And again, I didn't message them or reply to their comment on Facebook. I would go find their website, then send them an email. But it was kind of just validating the fact that they were looking for a social media manager. And often it was the bigger agencies that I could also undercut a little bit. I was a newbie. I was charging a lower rate. I was trying to build up my portfolio. So I was giving people a generous discount as well 
And that worked really well for me. Now, there are so many other things I could unpack here in terms of what should be included in a cold pitch, but I am already like over time on this episode in terms of like where I wanted to be at with these bullet points. <laughs> and I have two more bullet points that I really want to unpack and work through with you guys. But if you ever want to know more about cold pitching, I'm always mentioning this in a lot of my free trainings. So make sure you're signed up on my email newsletter and you can come along to the next live training. I always do Q&As at the end of those live trainings as well. So the next two techniques for booking out your services, finding new clients as a new social media manager are two that I have stolen kind of from my students, my super amazing Dishing Out Digital School students who are out there doing great things. It's always awesome to hear what they are doing. And one thing that really sticks out to me from a lot of their success stories is the way that they are utilizing their personal connections. Your personal connections can be so powerful, just helping you get that, that foot through the door. Again, this is great if you're really struggling with your cold pitches, no one's really you know, willing to take the plunge and hire you yet. Have a look at who is in your circle who could use your services because a cold pitch is very difficult if you've never had a client before, if you've got no transformation to like show, no social proof. So where can you get that first social proof? For a lot of my students, it's like, you know, mum or dad or a family member has a business and they're like, hey, would you let me take over the social media channels for a month and just, you know, play around with it? The thing I love about that is it's also a really safe space for you to learn. It's a safe space to make mistakes. <laughs> it's a safe space for you to experiment and really like have a bit of fun with testing out this potential new career for yourself. The other thing I see a lot of students doing is like not the family and friends circles, but the slightly wider circles. So like, do you get your nails done every week with like, you know, a little nail artist? Like, do they have an Instagram page? Could you chat to her the next time you go to get your nails done? You know, if you get them done every month or every two weeks, be like, hey, have you thought about posting more on your Instagram? Like I'm looking for a business that will be my first beta client who I can just come in and completely transform their Instagram page, help them post more content, help them create more content, set up a really nice system and a content calendar. Really sell yourself and don't be afraid to. And again, I think a great options for this is uh, nail salons uh, for maybe it's your hairdresser. Maybe it's like a local coffee shop that you go to on the way to work every single day. Or it's like a place you go for, for dinner, you know, the local pub, you and your friends go there every week. Anywhere you can just make a little bit of a personal connection, that little bit of trust to be like, okay, this person is a regular customer, they're a human, I know them, let me see what they could do for me. And sometimes that can help you get across the line instead of just going down the cold email route or the cold pitching when you've got nothing to put in those cold pitches. I think people get very shy here about sharing their business, about showing other people what they're doing. And again, coming back to what I said about at the beginning of this episode was really just learning to dive in feet first, to really just give everything your all and let go of the need for things to be perfect. Give yourself an opportunity to learn and just have fun. Don't stress about these things. Like I always think it's, you know, you know, as humans, we are naturally, you know, we like to we care about what other people think, I should say. We care about what other people think. And that is a very natural human instinct and human feeling. However, I find it a bit silly when sometimes we care so much about, say, what our nail artist does or thinks of us, what our nail artist thinks of us, that we don't go after 
what we want to achieve in life, that we don't go after our dreams. And I always say, like, wouldn't you rather get to the end of your life having at least given everything a shot rather than get to the end of your life and be like, I wish I had cared less about what people thought, right? Tying into this nicely, my next point I really wanted to get across is building your network and making in-person connections. So for me, looking at where my business is today, my network, what's the saying? My network is my net worth. You know, you're only as as big, you're only making as much money as, as your network. And I love this because, uh, or I love this quote because so many of my clients have come through group coaching programs that I'm in, through memberships that I'm in, networking groups that I'm in, or friends of friends or business owners have referred me from, you know, another person that I've worked with. Your network is everything. Referrals, they are also like gold. If I get a referral, that person is already half sold on my services and just itching to say yes and sign that contract. And of course, you're kind of at a disadvantage when you're first getting started because your network is zero. You, you can't get a referral because there's no one to refer you, right? And it's one thing to keep in mind that as soon as you start getting clients, even just your first two clients, you work with them for a month, ask them if they have any other friends in business that they could refer you to. I think a lot of people shy away from asking for referrals, but definitely put that tip in your back pocket on your journey to becoming the booked out social media manager to fulfilling that goal. But the alternative for those getting started with zero clients wanting to build your network is actually getting out to in-person events. There are so many of my students doing this at the moment and my hat goes off to them because I was not very good at doing this when I started. I definitely went down Facebook groups cold pitching, which I guess just still building your network and networking, but I love to hide behind my computer. Like that's exactly why I was interested in social media management in the first place, right? Like, uh, oh my gosh, I get to do a job where I sit at home and I just type away and make content on my computer. How fun. <laughs> like the introvert in me is really shining through hard at the moment. But what you can start doing is going along, finding local networking groups, meeting people in person. A few of my students have been going along to sort of markets and events, really just putting themselves out there and introducing themselves. Uh, a few of my students are in BNI, which is a global networking group, and they have various chapters around the world in different cities. So I have I have um, students who are in like BNI Auckland, BNI Wellington. There's a whole bunch of different chapters that you can join. So definitely look into that wherever you are in the world. I'm pretty sure there's like BNI exists in every single country. It's massive. But a lot of my students are getting clients through there or they're meeting people in those groups who are then referring their clients. Like they might meet an accountant and, you know, make some small talk. The next month they're like, hey, you know, that accountant's like, hey, I have this client who I'm helping do this with, but they've been looking for someone for marketing help. Let me refer you. Like that is the value of having a network like that. For me, when I first moved to Wellington, I joined a very small local community networking group. For those curious, it was like in, it was in Porirua, so it wasn't even in central Wellington. Um, and it had a lot of amazing women running businesses, a lot just, you know, running smaller businesses. Some of them had beauty salons. There were a lot of authors there. There were a lot of mums who had really cool side hustles. And it was a really awesome group. And it was really funny because when I went there and introduced myself and I was like, I'm a social media manager. I specialize in Instagram. You went around the room and did like a 30 second elevator pitch. After my first elevator pitch, I had a queue of people that wanted to talk to me and I was kind of like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I'm actually fully booked at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm just here to make friends. <laughs> I was like, I've just moved to a new city. So like, I just want to make friends. 
And it was really tempting though, to be like, can I hire a new contractor and like bring on all of these new clients? Like there's so many people interested. And I ended up doing a few like strategy sessions and, and content creation days with um, people there. But the key thing is, is like going to these events and, and doing that introduction, putting yourself out there, asking questions whenever there's like a guest speaker or a group environment. So it gives you a chance to introduce yourself as well. I always liked having the challenge of going to a, a conference. I also go to the girls in business conferences. I've seen a lot of you guys there as well. I see a lot of my students when I go along, which is awesome. And I always make it my goal to have at least two to three genuine conversations with people. Like I'm not a very extroverted person. So if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> and that's always my goal. I'm like, okay, Ellen, you can go home now because you've had three really strong conversations with like potential people who, you know, add value to your network. You know, they're either another business owner or they have like friends who could potentially be interested in working with you and just really pushing the boundary, pushing your comfort zone and introducing yourself to people. I have a student who did this similarly at like a market and just started talking to like these fashion brands and jewelry brands that were at this market, introducing yourself and she booked like a couple of, a handful of clients from that all because she was just herself. She just walked up to them. She just had a human conversation and then she tagged them also in some of her content that she shared just on her personal Instagram from being at the market, just to kind of almost like naturally follow up and also showcase a little bit of what she could do. So be smart like that. Really put yourself out there. Stop sitting around. Like this is going to be my kick up the butt moment now. <laughs> Stop sitting around and just listening to podcasts like this. I really want you to just get out there. I want you to hit pause on this podcast right now and be like, cool. Okay. Let me Google some local events that I could go along to and just really believe in yourself, believe in the value that you offer these businesses, back yourself show up with confidence and you know you don't necessarily even have to have business cards it can be a simple introduction and then follow up by messaging someone on Instagram or sending them an email afterwards what I'm also going to link below in the show notes is one of my more popular YouTube videos it's called 30 steps to become a social media manager in 30 days and if you guys are really wanting to know more beyond just like where do I find clients that video will have the answers for you. But for now, I need to stop myself from talking because or else we're gonna be here for three hours and <laughs> your, your phone battery will probably die that time. <laughs> not to mention my computer and probably my editor Hannah will be like, I am not editing that, Alan, <laughs> which is fair enough. So I'm gonna cut it off here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As usual, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can catch our next episode. We upload every single Monday. And if you haven't already, please do leave a review on Spotify or on Apple. It really, really does help us out in getting the podcast seen by more people. Thank you again for listening. I'll catch you next week.